Good evening and welcome to On the Fable. I'm Dorothy and I'm here with a wonderful group of Christian women to discuss the issues of the day. Much like we did in the old days around the kitchen table when the kids were in school. The call-in number is 646-595-4784 if you want to call in with a question or a prayer request. Press 1 to raise your hand in the queue. Our contact email is onthetablebc at hotmail.com. Now, we may not all agree all of the time, but isn't that half fun? Different perspectives coming from different experiences and learning from each other? Pull up a chair and join us on this most excellent adventure in the reality of Christianity. Let's go see what's on the table tonight. Good evening, everyone, and so glad you're here. Roz is with me. Hi, Roz. Hi, Dorothy. So I'd like to go over a little bit what I want to try and cover tonight. I don't know if we'll get it done right, but we're going to try. There's, there's <laughs> so, I know, right? There's so many different kinds of darkness right now. There's the the spiritual darkness going on. There's physical darkness going on, like with the eclipse and uh, with the crucifixion. There were three hours of darkness. There's personal darkness and just so many aspects. And I think what I, the main thrust of what I want to point out tonight is that we have power over the darkness because Father gave it to us. So we have like a lightsaber to cut through it. And one of the key tricks in surviving darkness is never internalize it. Never claim it as your own. So, Roz, if you would lead us off with a prayer, please. Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight and we ask you for strength, Lord. We pray for those who couldn't be with us tonight, Father. We ask that you bless them. Father, we ask that you protect them while they're out doing what they're doing. Father, we pray for those in Houston. We pray for their safety, Father. We ask for your peace and love all over them, Father. We just ask that it just be clear up fast, Lord, and and we just pray, Father, that no disease comes out of it and we just pray that, you know, one of the things that, that that comes out of all this is your glory, Father, and that they recognize you, Father, as, as their reason for being here. I just pray over Dorothy and myself, Father, and I just ask for your love and, and your wisdom tonight, and we humble, we humble ourselves before you, Lord, and 
We just ask for your guidance right now. I ask all these things, Father, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So, Amen. Uh, and if and if anyone needs any foundational teaching, you can go to the forum. The link is in the show notes. There's a whole slew of teaching on that forum. And it does require membership, but membership is free. So there you go. So Roz, which there you do you want to try? Do you want to try and cover first? Um, let's let's do personal darkness. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. You know, I think that's a really hot topic. Yes. To start off with, um, I think that. You know, we all struggle with it, and, and one of the things that, you know, we we forget, we tend to forget is, like you had said, not to let it, not to let it pierce you and, and get into you, and then you focus on that, you know. I think that's like one of the hardest things um, to do is, is not to let it linger, you know what I mean? Just Oh, I know exactly what you mean, but it, I think it's, You've got to develop the habit. I mean, you can develop a good habit or a bad habit. And I think it's covered under renewing one's mind. So one of the useful tools that I have found, you know, post-it notes, you know, look up the scriptures that refute the darkness and what it has to do with us. Notes all over on the bathroom mirror, on the computer monitor, everywhere to help train your mind. Because sometimes your mind starts galloping, almost on its own. You just have to rein it back in and focus on what the word says about darkness. I think that takes. I think that takes self-discipline too. Yes. Yes. You know, because we're always it stinks, but well, it takes it, a lot of self-discipline. I'd rather do that and do the work than wallow in the darkness. I mean, that darkness well, can be definitely. overwhelming, you know. Understood. I mean, it comes from circumstances. Uh, if you're in bad circumstances, uh, spiritual immaturity actually will give way to darkness because you get going on all this drama of end-time things Plus, you know, everybody's saying, oh, the United States is going to, you know, come to an end and blah, blah, blah. And everybody's focused on the drama and what the enemy is doing rather than what God is doing. I mean, God is working towards his end time harvest. And and that's where we need to keep our focus, I think. We can get really caught up in drama very easily. Right. There has to be a balance. Yes. Yes, to, uh, absolutely. I want to say a healthy balance, but you don't want to drive yourself insane. <laughs> you just brought that song back to my head. I don't even know if you remember. They're coming to take me away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to the happy home. To the funny farm. <laughs> yes. My mind just works strange sometimes, guys. Just have a little patience. Um <laughs> Don't listen to her. It happens that way all the time. (laughs) (laughs) 
when we have our, our woundings, okay, I don't know if there's probably a better term than woundings, but we end up with wounds uh, from our childhood. Yeah? Yeah. From yeah. Social gatherings, from going to churches where they don't really have a keen grasp of the agape love. Um, and people don't, who just don't intend to hurt us, but they do. I mean, that happens a lot. It's not that they do it on purpose. It just happens. Um, and also the, the little hooligans of the enemy like to throw in those fiery darts. So, yeah. you know, we need to take care of our woundings, let Father heal them, ask him to reveal what they are, where they came from, and just ask him to heal them. And he will over time. And the um, big people in our are oh, I'm sorry. Pardon? No, I was going to say, and, and to bring people in the, to pray to bring people in our lives to help us with that, because sometimes we need help. Quite often we need help. Quite often not we just, need help. Not just heavenly help. And, and, and they give us the eyes to see and to understand that this is, this is you know, for us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So go ahead with your article. Oh, I was just going to say on the um, on the forum I posted an article about the broken heart syndrome. Do you know that you can actually kill yourself from a broken heart? It's a medical now, I've thing. I've heard of that. I've heard of that. You can get so caught up in your brokenheartedness that your body responds as if your heart is literally broken and not working properly. And you will exhibit, you will actually go into heart failure. So it's kind of important that we get our wounds healed. Oh, that's good that I decided to do something about that. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh. I didn't know that was like actual, actual... You know, like my my favorite movie of all time is Somewhere in Time, and in that movie, that's with Christopher Reeve and Jane Seymour. And at the end, I mean, he he goes back in time, back to his present time, and he dies with a broken heart. I, I never, I never thought that was possible, but I guess it is. Well, also he was sitting in front of that window, the open window, in winter. Yeah. And he wasn't eating. Yeah, that too. Yeah, I love that. That's one of my favorite movies, too. Yeah, I really love it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's something that has to be, you know, dealt with, and it's really good to have a support around you and, you know, people you can talk to and you can talk your feelings out so they're not being inside, you know, kept inside. And, um, you know, we all we all, you know, suffer from different things and, you know, those poor folks down there in um, Houston, I mean, they, they lost everything. Um, and to and to lose everything to some, to a, to, so catastrophic, um, to something like that, I mean, you know, they just lost everything. It's like, where, they're, I couldn't even imagine what they're thinking, you know, where where to go and what to do, and it's just sad. And I think even one of the the shelters ended up flooding too. 
and then they talk about all the little frogs and, you know, all those things that were in the water, and those poor things are in trouble, too. Uh, yeah, exactly, and the, the animals, of course, the animals, you know. Sad. Yes. Sad. And and I I just pray that you know they they find faith that and keep their faith and not blame God for it you know. Well, I saw on Lou Dobbs the other night. It was a woman that was being interviewed, and she, the first words out of her mouth were, "It sure has humbled us." And I thought. You know, and then she started talking about God and all that stuff. So some of them are getting it, you know, that it's it's not God doing it to them. It's just nature. might have a little man stuff in it. I'm not sure yet. I'm still researching that. But uh, it's certainly not Father. No. No, but... People, it's just, it's just sad. It, it really is. Yes. Any, any, any devastation is sad. Loss of life. And there will be emotion. There will be emotional trauma as well. You know, even once they get, because when, when something severe happens, you, you just go on adrenaline, just to get through it. I get it. it. Yeah, that's right. You know. I get it. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> and then you, you don't after remember it's over much. And everything, yeah, and you're safe, and the kids are safe, and the animals are safe. Your body just kind of lets loose. <laughs> you just kind of collapse. So, yeah, there's a whole that those people are going to be needing a lot of prayer for quite some time. So keep them on the top okay. of your prayer list, everybody. Yeah, big time. Not just while it's so, in the news, because in a few more days yeah. it'll be old news. But the people are still suffering. So. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. So, spiritual darkness. Wow. Spiritual darkness. Uh, that's that's kind of that's got a broad. Uh... I'm thinking. The enemy likes to attack us. Through our emotions. He plays on our emotions a lot. And then if we pay attention only to our emotions and how we feel about things engaging our mind and the heart, you know, seeking after God's heart, then we can spiral into an actual depression or insecure emotions. You feel insecure, you feel everybody doesn't like you or, you know, stuff like that. That's what I was thinking of spiritual darkness. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's just another one, you know, that's just that's just another one. That It's just so... I, you know, I just pray that America just turns itself around. I mean, I really do. Because if, if we don't, we're going to be in a lot of trouble. I think the majority 
of Christians, even the ones that are not, that we don't come in contact a lot on the Internet. Yeah. They're just quiet. Um, I think that's the majority. I really do. I'm beginning to understand that because otherwise we'd have Hillary Clinton as president. I'm sorry, but. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And there are a lot of strong intercessors out there praying for the country to repent. And to be clear, this is the time of repentance, isn't it? The Feast of, um, I'm not going to remember now. It's just went off the train tracks. But it's uh, the Hebrew Feast of Repentance, the Fall Feast. Right. So it's supposed to be yeah. 40 days 40 days of repentance Yes ma'am And then we do the Feast of Trumpet mm-hmm. Yes Am I remembering yes, ma'am. correctly Yep So during this time of year We should all look at yes, ourselves Yom, Yom, Yom Kippur Yom Kippur Yes uh, We should all look at, into ourselves And see if We've got things to repent of. I know I'm always saying I'm sorry about something. All right. So. Yeah, um, so spiritual darkness, the little hooligans of the enemy. And I call them hooligans because, you know, they're only demons. They have no power over us except what we allow them to have. So mm-hmm. once you recognize that, you can dismiss them like swatting a fly. But you've got to get mm-hmm. that cemented in yourself. They're only demons, like shoe fly, shoe. But they like to whisper in your ear a lot, especially in the wee hours of the morning when you can't sleep. They like to bring up yeah. how bad you are and, you know, mm-hmm. how... All that nasty, nasty stuff. Well, just look at your post-it note and rebuke it, you know, in the name of Jesus. Let's just say, resist the devil and he shall flee from you. Mm-hmm. And I think as we go along our walk, it takes less and less to resist. It's just automatic. That's what I found anyway, but I'm old, so... You're not old. I am sake. so old. No, you're not. Give me that. Um, I don't know. I guess I guess what you were saying before about, you know, the balancing and all, it's like I can remember doing when I did preparing for battle just it was like you know, I I I know there was like I got exhausted from and times and times and times. And, you know, sometimes I have to back away from Facebook because some people, that's all they write about. Right. And, you know, and it's just like, do you not like, I, I know we're watching, I get that. I get it. But, what the you know, Isaiah 21, 6, let the watchman declare what he sees. I, I get it. But it's just that, um, it's you have to balance it. You have to, you know. He's not just about that stuff, you know. He's he only told us that to warn us anyway. 
not to, to freak us out, but, you know, I mean, he had to know we were going <laughs> to. And, and also remember there are two sides in this war we're in. Yeah. There's darkness and there's light. Yeah. So if we always focus on the darkness, what good is and that's that going to do get. us? Yeah, yeah. That's all we're going to get. <laughs> so it, it, it's a matter of perspective, I guess, and, and sharpening your focus because Father's doing an awful lot. The light side is doing a lot. Just look for it and you'll see it. And yes, I understand we're in the time of revealing of all the corruption and the wickedness. And it gets mm-hmm. kind of hard to take sometimes. I haven't really watched news for two days now. Mm-hmm. Because some of the news coverage is just so silly. You know? All right. And, and oh, and um, I was watching, I was uh, reading the article about, um, posted about Joel Osteen didn't open his doors to people. And then, like, all of a sudden he did. Oh, well, you should have heard, like, you know, there were there were majority of the people were like, you know, this is this isn't right. You know, um, there's, you know, and then you put your little seeds in there. Well, he's a wolf in sheep's clothing, and you know, stuff like that. And people really need to discern who they listen to, and make sure that they're not idolizing the person they're listening to, because that's like light. That's another. That's a different. That's another kind of light. Um, fake light show, but but darkness behind it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But so, if you look in further into that story, you find out that the reason they didn't open the doors fully is because the surrounding area was flooded. So it would have been dangerous for people to try and get through the flooded areas to get to the church. So as soon as the, the major part was over and the water started receding, they opened the doors. Plus there was another there was a shelter that was outside the flooded area that was better equipped than just an empty church building, you know? Understood. Uh understandable. But, yeah. But and, and I'm not still. I'm not sticking up with Joel Osteen's theology <laughs> for sure, but you know, because he's into no, that prosperity no, no. stuff and you know, there's a lot of false doctrines out there, and it takes people time to figure it out. You know, as Father increases their discernment level as they walk with him. But, you know, it's like teething, you know? Mm-hmm. We all, we've all gone through it. I mean, you know? Yep. It's just now that when we listen to someone, it's just, you know... It, we really listen and um, how it's presented and stuff like that. And usually, I mean, we can, we can pick it out. But that's because we're older in our walk. Yeah. It wasn't like that in the beginning, you know. Mm-mm. No. No, because I used to listen to Joyce Meyer. I mean, I, mean I, went, I even went and saw her. So. And she uses just a lot of just straight psychology, which is, you know, I say there's a lot of psychology in the Bible, you know, because Father made us, so of course he's going to know how we work psychologically, and it's in Scripture. But to Mm -hmm. put that into a whole different, 
theology is just no, and I and I understand that you know they sell books and all, but I really believe if you do something like that, you should be giving back more back to the people, not hoarding it to yourself. You know what I mean? Do something that's going to benefit them. You know, not yourself or your family. That's not what it's about. You know. And on the other hand, we do have to keep these people in prayer because some of them teach falsely because they want to. They're actual mm-hmm. straight-out wool. We can't always determine that because Father sees their heart. We see their actions. So mm-hmm. we have to keep them up in prayer just in case they are really sincere and just misled or mm-hmm. turned. So do keep the false ones up in prayer. Once you figure out they're teaching falsely, pray for them. Their father reaches them and straightens them out. Takes them to the woodshed. No, that's... Get the switch. Get the switch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm bad. I think he's a lot... I think, you know, this father just, he's hes very soft and loving, you know what I mean? But he's definitely just in his judgment. You know, he loves his babies. He really loves his babies, but sometimes we just go our way thinking we know, well, we know it all, and, you know, we don't. I never thought about that before, being a teenager in the Lord spiritual teenager because I knew everything when I was 16 didn't you I was going through a lot of abuse at that age Dorothy all I saw was what I was living you know it wasn't but you know what's interesting is that I I had a bible that someone had given to me the gift I think I was about seven or eight years old and you know, I'd pick it up and read it and and, you know I, I was one of those teenagers that was like why father why why are you allowed to have an advantage? You don't know. You know, you, you don't know how to listen. You, you don't know how to listen spiritually. Spiritually, you're, you're not going to understand anything, and you think it's his fault. You know, but you're not. But you're too young to see the whole picture as to why all this is happening. You know, you you don't see it because you're in it, and and you're so young, and you're. You know, you're spiritually you're just a little little infant. You know, your physical body's getting older, but you're just, just a little baby. You know, and and you just why, Father? Why? Why? Why are you allowing this to happen? You know, and you just I don't know, something in me just just you know just stick by me. You know, just stick by me and. You know, I don't know. I just always felt like there was something. You know, and it didn't hit me till my 30s. Like, I started understanding a lot more. You know, I started understanding how much, you know, my my family was more than making a lot of money somewhere, you know. And because you think that's what it's all about, and it's not. And Do you know your frontal lobes are not even fully format, form, formed until you're in your 20s? 
So when they call uh-huh. a young 20s, you know, in your young 20s, when they call you a kid, it's real that you really are still a kid because you're not fully formed in the frontal lobe, which your frontal lobe, for those who don't know, uh, carries all your impulse controls. So, yeah. And also, when we are children, the family unit was constructed as a symbol or example of how Father wants us to think of it, of him as our parent. So you are under the authority, the spiritual authority of your parents. Parents have got haven't got a clue. You're going to have problems because you're still under their authority because that's the way it's set up. And oh, I think I just lost my train of thought again. Oh, we're constantly affected by other people's use of their free will. So you can't just automatically assume it's God's fault, people. Yeah, but when you're, when you're that age, you don't know, Dorothy. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know. even know that now. Your frontal lobe isn't fully developed until your later, later you years. Know I didn't know that. No. Oh. It's a good thing I brought it up then. <laughs> well, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't so, know that, but you don't, you don't know that when you're young. I mean, you're just trying to make it, you know? I understand. I totally get that. But after you get out from underneath that authority of uh, what shall we call these parents, non-spiritual, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Once you're out of that authority, it helps to put things, for me, it helps to know why and how. So to understand that, can help you put things in perspective and lead you to the place where you can forgive your parents because, after all, you cannot do what you do not know. And evidently they don't know, so they couldn't do. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. It makes sense now that I'm, you know, in my middle 40s, for sure. You see life totally different. It's almost like you don't grow up until, you know, it's like 40 is magical. Well, 40 is the spiritual uh, number of probation. Yeah. So that has a lot to do with it, too. And but also... Even though what? But, but even though I'm I'm older, I'm still a little kid. You know, I mean, not like I'm irresponsible or anything, because I'm not, but or or I am. You know, my my spirit's just it's just a little kid. That's probably why I went for him in that dream in the pink bunny suit. <laughs> that was a strange dream. I know, but it was funny. I mean, it was funny. That was funny, but I mean, just but I'm still, you know. I I don't think I'm some big hotshot. Oh, I'm a (laughs) grown-up. Yeah, we can have ice cream for supper. Exactly. Oh, my gosh, we still make Sundays. Exactly. (laughs) 
Now, physically, that's possible, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can make but, our own Sundays um, any we want. <laughs> with, with, I know that, in that area, a, child, a child has a totally different perspective of reality. Adults do. So a good exercise is to go back to the things you remember in your childhood that upset you and then look at it, try and look at it through an adult's perspective. Yeah, I did. That's why I parent Connor the way I do. Right. But even still, there be times, even though you can be the best parent in the world, because he's a child, he's still going to see things not quite right until he's older. Understood, and I know that, but I'm talking about the abuse end of it. That That's that's mature in me. That, that for sure is, uh, I've never touched him. I, I've never, I've never spanked him, ever. Not even a little oh. slot on the hiney? Well, in, 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 his, in his diaper, you know, tapped him on the on the bottom, but I've never spanked him. Spanked him? No, are you kidding? Oh, it broke my heart. I just give him the eyeball and he knows. I, I truly believe that some children do not need spanking, and then exactly. there's others that nothing else will work, which is really mind-boggling because you know spanking is a little violent so what are you teaching when you're spanking you know that's one of those I don't know is it a fear tactic I don't know I know when my daughter was let's see we were in San Diego so she was maybe one and a half was walking And it was a rental, so we had a stove with those knobs that the kids could reach. And she went and reached Uh for it. And I know I panicked. And what I did, because I knew she didn't have a lot of understanding, I don't know if this was right or wrong, but it worked, is I heated up the oven and put her hand on the oven door. Not until it actually burned her, but it got uncomfortable. And then she Uh never went after the stove again. But there is a lot of fear in parenting, that's for sure. So I never have a stove with the knobs in front. Have them on the back. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Most definitely. I have to agree with that, with that one. Because I remember when I was younger, the gas stoves, like, their knobs were in the front. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And I believe scripture talks about some people need to be saved from the fire. What's that scripture? We're supposed to go out and lead everyone to Christ, and some will come easily, but some are going to be, you're going to have to snatch them away from the fire. So you're supposed to stay in there and scream at them? Uh, No, screaming doesn't do a lot except give you a sore throat. And raise your blood pressure. I know, pressure. but I'm just trying to get a, a, a visual. What what are okay. what do you need to do? Um, 
All right, you know how some people come to Christ because of his love? And some people come because they don't want to go to hell. Right. And they learn about his love. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course it does. Okay. Just checking, because I don't always make sense. No, you always make sense to me. And if you don't, if I don't understand you, I, I always ask you to, to explain. Um, I just love him. I, I just love him. I feel this love from him, and I think I have since I was little, even before I knew who he was. I, I know that sounds weird, but. I have a friend who came, who accepted Christ just because she didn't want to go to hell. That was her first step. I'm sure if I know one, there's more than one. Well, sure. But at least they get to know the rest of it. Yes. If they get the right teachers thrown in their path. Yeah, that definitely helps. Yes, because Christianity is not a religion. It's reality. Yeah. It takes a while to totally. Yeah, it takes a while to totally get that. Because there is a Christian religion out there. We've seen it. Well, it's just you just do right by people, you know. You do right by the Father. You you serving Him by by. You know, tending and serving everyone else. You know, I mean that's how I see it. That that's being, you know, that that's. I hate that word religion. It gets on my nerves. I know, me too. That's why I say I I don't think of Christianity, true Christianity, as a religion anymore. And, you know, when I was in school and I was learning all the the Roman myths and all that stuff, profane history, they call it, I guess, you know, I kept that separate in my head from Christian history, from the Bible. I don't even know how I did it. And, boy, when those two worldviews clashed, it was... Good and terrifying at the same time. Yeah, I studied some of that when I went to college. Oh, I got it in high school. I wasn't paying attention. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You might have had other things on your mind. Yeah, but I loved history, though. It It always fascinated me, I guess. Me too. But I mean, I learned more about it, more about the philosophers and stuff, and you know, the way of life when I went to college. Well, I was probably paying attention to it a lot more. But that's a, that's a form of darkness too. Is all that stuff we learn about the world from a different perspective than the, than through Christian worldview? Is we we learn it through the secular. 
that's a form of darkness as well. Like what they're doing to our kids today in school, teaching them that you can choose what sex you want to be. And yeah, okay, but when you nonsense. go before God, he's going to see you for what he made you. <sighs> You're always going to be what he made you to him. Yep. You know, he's the, cre- he's the creator. You can't tell the creators to you after he's created you to see you as something else. <laughs> that doesn't mean he doesn't love us. Just They're just deceived is all. Yep. I see him up there shaking his head at us a lot. You know, just doing that. I don't know about you guys sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, no matter who people are, no matter what color they are, whatever gender, it, whatever, we still show our love to them. And that's not us judging them. It's just that that's how we're supposed to be. That's just who we are. We are supposed to be the light. We're little lightsabers. Sorry, I like sci-fi too. So, oh, for good grief! <laughs> but we're supposed <laughs> to go out in the light, which and light, even you know, sunlight disinfects. You know. Yes. Did you know that? Salt disinfects. Yes, you told me that. So yep. we're supposed to be the salt and the light. So. We're supposed to be going around disinfecting the world as much as we can. That's a big job. Sorry, I had to drink. I miss having hand to bounce things off of. What's that? I said I miss having Pam to bounce things off of. She always has such an interesting perspective. Well, of course she does. I'm sorry, I'm not Pam. No, but you are Roz. Yeah, I'm Roz with the big mouth. So, what other kinds of darkness are there? Well, there's nighttime darkness. You mean physical darkness? Yes. Okay. Was that a dumb thing to say? No. I'm just trying to think of nighttime darkness, what it entails and... and how we deal with it other than turning on a lamp. Exactly. Some people don't have any light, you know, and all they hear is the creepy sounds and just like you get whispers in your ear, your your mind plays tricks on you too. That's true. You know, uh, I know Pam like, had wanted to Pam had wanted to discuss the darkness that came with the eclipse and the darkness at the time of the resurrection. Now, 
I don't know if we can give it as good a treatment as, as Pam could, but do you want to try? Sure. Because um, I know we had mentioned last week about the eclipse that there was this eeriness about it, like the stillness before a storm. Like you could feel the electricity in the air and all the all nature goes quiet. Maybe that's what makes it feel eerie because nature goes quiet. We're so used to hearing nature that when we don't hear it, it just seems odd to us. It like throws what off our think? equilibrium. Yeah. Um, in my dream, it got quiet. It, it was quiet. And I can remember the little girl going outside after a thunderstorm. And you know, like when you, when you have a, a thunderstorm, like a, like a golden sky just kind of appears sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, I can remember going out on my tricycle and riding it and going down the street and hearing absolutely nothing. It's like everything was still. It stopped. You know? There was nothing, I don't know, it was just still. And that's no why it was in my no. dream. Yeah. No, it was just, just, just nothing, it was still. And I can remember in my dream it was the same thing, it was I went outside and it, it was, it was quiet, it was so still, you know, you could have heard like a pin drop, but. Nothing moved. There was no wind. It was just still. And that's what that reminded me of when you said that. It was just still. You know? Yeah. And... I couldn't imagine what they felt like when there was, you know, when there were those three days of darkness and um, after the crucifixion, just, I mean, the world just probably just stood still. You know, it was just, it was just dark. And it was like everybody probably knew why, you know, even the unbelievers probably even knew what that was all about. And you just, everything was just still. I mean, that's what I would think. Well, I know that when, when they had it in Egypt, that darkness in Egypt, they said they could feel it. It was almost palpable. They could feel the darkness? Mhm. Hmm. I could feel the darkness. Wow. That must be some kind of energy. Well, 
must be. Of course, that was when the angel of death was supposed to be going over, too. So, mm-hmm. I bet we could feel it. I mean, we're made of energy. We probably could feel it. When energy is around us, what happens? Our hair stand up. Yep. So... Oh, yeah. I'm sure they could feel it. <clears throat> yeah, I'm sorry. This is this is there's there's a lot of like darkness, you know, like Russ Dizdar, you know, when he talks about darkness. Shatter the darkness. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you know, we're meant to do with our little lightsabers. The word of God. Yeah. Shatter the darkness. Ross gets into a lot of stuff that I I don't like getting into because it's it does get unnerving and overwhelming sometimes looking at all the darkness. Yeah, doesn't it? Well, I know he's. Well, I think so too because I mean he he was on my show quite a bit. He was on my show a number of times, and um, you know it was always interesting you know, what he brought to the table. But, you know, like you said, it's just that you're, you know, maybe that's his path, you know. He can tolerate it. There's something that, you know, you just get, you get exhausted from it after a while. But it's just so sad, some of the stuff that he does research and, and he holds conferences on, you know, to make people aware of, of what's going on spiritually. <clears throat> It's just, it's just so sad. I mean, he was talking about, you know, this child trafficking crap years and years ago. Yes. You know. And the satanic ritual abuse. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. Big time. You know, but it seems I want to say now, it's more. They there's a lot more people that listen now. It just didn't seem like people were so into it back then, but now they're being a little bit more educated. You know. Well, I think along with the revealing, the revealing of the the darkness around us and all the corruption. You know, I think we're also getting more revelation on Father's word, so we're understanding more. I think that's my opinion. Right. That, you know, like I said, it, there's both sides to this war. So Father is doing stuff as well. And there's a lot of stuff that we understand now, like the Nephilim. Yeah. And, uh, just you know, that's interesting stuff. that you say that. The next thing you said, because I was describing with someone a few weeks ago about that. And I was like, did you ever read, you know, you know, when Moses was going through his thing about how they walked through the garden, well, they sent out spies first. And I guess to, like, scope out the area and whatnot. And then they mm-hmm. went in and they, 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 they had gotten the grapes. Remember that? Big giant grapes. Yes. And people are like, gee, I don't remember reading that. And it's like, yeah, go back and read it. <laughs> you know, people think that they were they were non-existent. It's like, well, yeah, they were. They existed. They it took it took a few men to carry one lousy grape. So you could feed a family on one grape. 
Yeah. I know. My mind works silly. But anyway. No, when yes, you say that, I was thinking, wow, you, <laughs> you, could probably, <laughs> you could probably get a lot of juice out of that. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that would, that would, that's one big great. But, you know, it's just that it's like people just, they, I don't know if people, I think that, I don't, I understand that, you know, people, or pastors, they, they have to do these lessons. I get that. But it's just like some just even skip over and you don't really focus on that stuff there. You know, they were real. Nephilim were real. You know, you, you can't you can't understand David and Goliath unless you can get through your head that, you know, there was an actual giant here. I mean, he wasn't the only one. <laughs> Yeah, there's another giant in the Bible that they name is um, Og of Bashan. And when they were describing his bed was how many feet long? They did in king size. Yeah, it was pretty big. So you wonder, like, where Jack and the Beanstalk came from and stuff like that. It's like, they're not fairy tales. Well, that is, but, I mean, giants were, they were real. They Even Esau's fables. I believe yeah, Aesop's fables were, you know, because they were oral first, oral tradition, that they were based on a kernel of truth passed down through the generations. Mm-hmm. I mean, once you marry the profane history and biblical history in your head. I remember when someone said, you know, when when you read the Bible, you it's the Bible is very spiritual, and at that point, I was like, "Huh? How can it be spiritual? All this stuff really happened. You know, this is here in the physical. You see it with your physical eyes. Once you see it with your spiritual eyes, it's a totally different experience." Yes. And what expanded my understanding was understanding that you know how everybody gets stuck on this scripture says this, and that's all it says. Well, that's mm-hmm. not entirely accurate when you really start studying scripture because there's the literal historical, there's the spiritual perspective, there's personal mm-hmm. perspective, there's corporate perspective, and depending on who it's being addressed to, whether or not it pertains to you, I mean, it, there's so many different levels in scripture. And as you grow, that's why just one reading doesn't, well, you've got to study it because there's so much in there. And then Pastor Mario used to call it pregnant. The word is pregnant with meaning. And once you understand that, my goodness, your head just about explodes. So, and, and I'm saying that for the, the listeners who haven't really, I mean, the ones that have just stuck their toes in Scripture instead of diving in, you know? Right. Well, once you dive in, you will definitely become more satisfied on, on so many different levels. And oh, you've got to read it over and over again. Yeah, because you miss things. You read over things. You say, okay, this is something that happened. I wonder what this means spiritually. What does this mean to me in my life? You know, what does it mean to the body corporate? You know, so very important to pray 
before you even open the covers of the Bible and ask for revelation. And I always ask, what do you want me to see? Show me what you want me to see. So... And knowing the customs and, and idioms of the day is is like the Jewish wedding. That is interesting, isn't it? I just did a debate with someone, and he went further into, he called the, the covenants, the old and new covenants, ketubas. And my ears, I sent you a link to that. It's It's a bit long. And I shared it on Facebook, but just that he went into a whole long teaching on why they were considered the Ketubas. And it was just so cool. Of course, I agree with Maybe. his side on in the debate, but, you know. Well, I, don't know, I think that, that would be interesting to witness a Jewish wedding. I think there would be more of an understanding of of Christ himself. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? I would just and 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 father for that matter, I mean, you know. It would just I think they would just give us a better perspective on a lot of things because it's all symbolic. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I'm plugging in my phone. I'm sorry. It's hungry. It wants juice. Okay. Yeah, that should make it happy. Another thing that helps clear away darkness of our cultural, oh, what do you call it, cultural prejudice being raised in the West Mm -hmm. is understanding different sayings. You know, we all have our little sayings. And I just recently found out that even between the East and the West Coast, there are different sayings. Mm-hmm. Like Larry over there says, well, I'm out of pocket. Now, over here on the East Coast, out of pocket means you're broke, right? Well, exactly. Or you're, you're paying for something. Yeah. When Larry says out of pocket, he means he was away from home. So... So knowing the the Hebrew sayings, like one thing I discovered, and and I don't know if this is appropriate to share or not, Pam uncovered his father's nakedness. Yeah, I remember that. That's a saying for having relations with his mother. Well, why would he do that? that I did a whole study on it. But if you look at... If well, you look at... Um, they were... Well, you don't think he got cursed by his father for just seeing him naked? No. No, I just don't so understand well, what, more... what made him look at his parents. Oh, who knows? Who knows what drives some men? But that's what he did. I think it was him. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was. Do I remember but, that? Uh, I think they were drinking. That too. So <laughs> there's a book, and I have a reference, a link to it in the um, on the forum. And I trying to remember who wrote it with all the different um, idioms. But it brings it brings understanding when you understand some of these sayings. And there's also another very good book by um I think it's by Bullinger, Ethelbert Bullinger. Um, on how to study the Bible. Oh, that's a good book too. I think he covered some idioms in there. And what's his name? E.W. Bullinger. His first name is Ethelbert. Oh, okay. I just think that name is so cool. (laughs) It is. And he's also the one that did the Companion Bible, which is my favorite study Bible, where he compared all the different manuscripts and then made notations on how they differed or how they were similar. And then he had like a hundred something appendixes where he explained things further. So I've also got a link to an electronic version on the forum of the Companion Bible. They do make mufflers for motorcycles, right? Yeah. They must not sell very many. Mufflers for motorcycles. We have, I think every motorcycle in the state goes by my house. And I don't think of one of no. them has a muffler. Really? Really? You didn't hear no. that? No. Well, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I hear it. <laughs> Because <laughs> they're not hearing it then either. That's good. Yeah, it's good. All the cats are going. Ah. <laughs> to pull I think them there's off a the lot ceiling. of darkness. There's 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 all kinds of darkness everywhere. You know. But when there is light. The darkness flees. That's right. And that is in scripture. Mhm. And you know, you have to think, or I have to think, your father never really wanted us to be in darkness because even at nighttime he gives us the moon and the stars. Well, sure. No, of course. He still wanted to give us light. I just wonder sometimes what it was like for Annie to be here before all that went down. Just they, they, they must have had amazing capabilities, you know? Oh, absolutely. And, and just, it's just, you know, and, and when they did what they did, they discovered darkness. You know, and the fear that came with the darkness. 
you know. It does instill fear, doesn't it, on a very primal level when it's totally dark. You kind of like lose your bearings. You don't. I was just thinking that exact same word. You just you just lose your bearings. You don't know what's up and what's down and what's sideways. Yeah. You've totally lost your your sense. Your sight sense isn't there because everything's dark. You know, there's just. And then the Lord gave us Thomas Edison. Yes, wasn't that a wonderful gift? Most definitely. It's like he gave us permanent press so we wouldn't have to iron. Exactly. Really, Dorothy. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, can't help it. I know, you make me laugh. Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of darkness, and, you know, a lot of people are experiencing, it's just, you know, when when is it never, when does it ever stop? Personal, when, personal darkness, when does it ever stop? I think that... Personal darkness, I think personal darkness starts stopping as you draw closer to him mm-hmm. and you can fully accept his light within yourself and you accept who you are in him and what he has done for us, not just at the creation but on the cross. As you go along your journey and you draw closer, the personal I very seldom have to deal with personal darkness anymore. And I think that's because of where I am on my journey. Not that, you know, I'm all that in a bag of chips, but because it's been so long and I keep striving to move on. So anybody who does that and trains their mind to focus on the light, the darkness recedes. I I honestly believe that. Right. I just do. And, I mean, I feel bad for people who still have to deal with a lot of darkness I have a vague memory of it, you know. But as you go along your walk and heal your wounds, find out who you are. Mm -hmm. And David's a good one who teaches on this channel who helps you understand who you are in Christ. Um, It just recedes because it has to. That's the way God made it. He separated the light from the darkness. Right. And as we walk in that, and it gets bigger, it's like when you're a a baby Christian, you're like a, what, 10-watt bulb? And then you you progress up to to you're like 100-watt, and some people are 150 and 200-watt bulbs. So the more light that comes through the darkness just has to go away. It's a spiritual yeah. law. So I would encourage everyone to just draw as close as you can, renew the mind, and, you know, that's what's going to get rid of your darkness and the healing of the wounds. 
Be still and know that I am God. Yes. Does that make sense? Because that sounds silly. Yeah. No, it doesn't sound silly. Just he's so much bigger than... He's just so much bigger. Yes, he doesn't fit in the shoebox. You can't put him in a shoebox and keep him under the bed. won't work. Uh-uh. No, he's everywhere. He's He's just everywhere. He's awesome. He is that. I love the Lord so much, Dorothy. I know. I do, too. I think sometimes we choose to stay in the darkness because it's something we know and we get comfortable there. Mm-hmm. It's like drama queens. They have to have drama to feel comfortable. You know? So everything has to be mm-hmm. in chaos. Because that's what they know. And some of us don't care for a lot of drama. Yeah, I don't. I don't like it at all. Yeah, what? Let me see if I can think this out. Why would people prefer to stay in darkness? Good question. I think I think some of it's, you know, like you said, they 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 get comfortable there. Uh, something familiar to them, something they know. Um, you know, to other people, it might be inviting. You know, um, versus versus the light, which is really weird. Yes, it can be weird, Kenan. I couldn't I couldn't find anything positive about about wanting to be in the darkness I mean it's just a it's just a terrible place and I, I just don't understand how people you know they're, how they're how they're whispered and lied lied to and they just stay there like the punishment, you know what I mean? Self-punishment. Maybe that's what it is, self-condemnation. I actually said something that made sense. Uh, I'm thinking my mind is going to politics now and the culture Um, and how these people like the the darkness of the lies about the president, about Republicans. You know we're all this, right? Mm -hmm. If you're a conservative or a Republican, you're a racist, and you are part of the KKK. Um, But these people really believe this stuff. And it's, 
it's lies, it's darkness, it's why do they want to believe it? On some level they have to want to believe that, right? I think it's for they had not the maybe, love of the maybe truth. yeah, exactly. They they get fed by it. It feeds them. It's like um now, I don't know if it's like a generational thing that's passed down or I um I'm not exactly sure. Um there's all kinds of cultures that have been enslaved, okay? This is what this is where I'm trying to go. <sighs> but but for some reason you don't hear a lot of cultures talk about it. They go on with their life because it's past. Um, and you mean like and, tradition? No, it's like like when Israel was enslaved by Egypt, or when you know uh, when the Jews were slaughtered um, by the Germans or you know what I mean it's just somebody has there has always been a culture that is what what's the word um, oppressed yes oppressed yes but they're but they don't they kind of just go on with their life and thank father for being here in the first place you know what I mean but then there are some cultures that that do they have this like up their nose, you know, about how they were damaged. And it's like, but you weren't damaged, you know, your ancestors were, but you, um, you can, you can do an about face yourself and, and make it a better, a better experience here for you and your family versus being stuck in the mud back here. But I think that's where the enemy sees that window open, and so he goes through it and and charges that. You know what I'm saying? You mean like abuse is generational? That what? It's handed down, and then it usually takes someone within the generational line to break it. Or am I misunderstanding? Well, if there's a window open, I just see that he can get through there. So it charges, it charges that person to 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 be aggressive, where there's no need to be, because you can just turn around and make it better, you know. Instead of instead of playing the victim, be the volunteer in the adventure, you know. Um, don't follow in everybody yep. else's footsteps. You know, don't follow in everybody else's footsteps just because, just because of something. Because everybody has has gone through something. Everybody has. Yes, I I will agree with that. So, so I see that maybe there's a window that charges that darkness, 
because there is a window for that attitude to spark and to just pass from one person to the next. But you have to, you have to, that's why it's very important to, to have that relationship with God, to understand that, that he loves us all because we're all his babies and that one person is not more important than the other, you know? That's not how it goes. At some point, there has to be that there has to be something broken where where you just move on. You just you know what it happened. Unfortunately, you know, and 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 it sucks. But let's just turn this around and make it better. Let's just let's just live, you know, um, and and just how how we would live if Jesus was physically here. Because if he was physically here, nobody would mess with him. He would they they would listen to what he was saying. You know, if 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 Father put his foot down and shows and showed everybody who he who he is in the physical, nobody would be doing it anymore. You know, it's just just he's here, he's just you just can't see him. So you know, you gotta act like he is physically here, and he is watching you. And and you know, you you have to. Um, it takes it takes uh, discipline to to get yourself to understand that. Say, hey, you know what? You know, it happened, and 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 but we just gotta move on because you know what? we love the Lord, and we know that He wouldn't want us to be this way by no means. No, because people in darkness are miserable. Exactly. You could tell by their behavior. Well, sure, they're carrying around all this luggage for what? To be exhausted, you know, to... to, And and what happens then? You, You lash out at yourself, you lash out at other people, you know, and it just, there's this, like, chain reaction. Why? You're carrying around this luggage that should have been dropped off centuries ago, you know, on the other side of the mountain, and for you to go in a different direction and just, just, you know, be human. Forget about it. You know, just move on. You know, just you got to keep pressing on. You got to keep moving on. You got to, you know, keep living. You're here. You know, just keep living. Father loves us all. We are all equal in his eyes. No one is more important than the other. <laughs> so we're all here. We're stuck here. We can't go from one planet to the next. We're here. Let's just, let's just, you know, just try to, to make the best of it and, and just, you know, Love him. Love each other. <clears throat> Worrying about this old shit that doesn't mean that doesn't need to be brought back up because that's what the enemy does. He'll he'll bring it all back up again, and then everybody gets focused on their feelings, like that. And then and then everybody gets to stop for us. Like, come on, let's just be the adult here and stop. There's just a time where you just got to say, you know what? Let's just stop. It's got to stop. Just stop. <laughs> stop. 
Because, see, the enemy's enjoying this. He's enjoying seeing everybody being charged. He's probably, you know, laughs at it. Oh, look what I did. I got this going. You know, and that's where you just got to recognize, hey, you know what? Step off. I belong to the Lord. I am his child. He loves me. He wants me here. I want to live. I I, want to serve other people. No matter what has happened, you know, I I just want to do it for Father because it it, it brings him joy. And it will bring you joy, you know, in the process. And that's your reward, you know. See, that, that, that gets on my nerves. Yes. It's like some people choose to be offended all the time. It's a, the strangest thing. Exactly. Like, <laughs> don't sweat the small stuff. And it's all small stuff. So get over it. <laughs> Just stop. Because what are you, what are, what are you going to do when when he does come here? And then he shows everybody what they've been carrying for century upon century upon century, passed down to the next person, the next person, and the next person. All this daggum luggage has just been passed down for what? And then it's going to be taken off of everybody. And then they're, oh, my goodness, you know. Um, I could have just let that go. I could have been free. You know, just like that email you sent today, or I don't know how many others you sent it to, but I sure definitely got something out of it. <laughs> oh, the Lana Bowser? Yeah, I it was great. put that on the forum. Yeah. You know, oh, a lot of great. times these prophecies that I read are just scripture. I mean, all that stuff is, is promised to us in scripture. Right. She didn't say anything right. that wasn't in scripture. But when you, it's put in there and it says, oh, it's a prophetic word, then you pay attention. Oh, sure. And it was, no, it was it, a wonderful word. I loved it. Well, yeah, that's why I like your response when I sent it to you. I was like, oh, all right, I was so happy that I read it. And you're like, good. Like, really? It was <laughs> good. I was glad it was doing it. I was having a rough day today. I've been having trouble with my blood sugars. Yeah, and I've been trying to get it down and get it down. And well, this, this morning it was way down. <laughs> so it was too much down. So I was a mess. So I was just trying to pull through all that physical stuff. Well, I thought it was good. Just, I thought there, it was wonderful. Be, I think that I just think that there has to be a time when. You know, there has to be. There's a time for everything. Talks about Ecclesiastes. There's a time for everything. You know, there's time to be happy. There's a time to mourn. There's a time to cry. There's a time to dance. You know, there's, you know, this is the time is just over. Just move on, you know. Just love one another as best as we can. Try to, we're all trying to get through this life as best as we know how, you know, and we're just, it, people just fight each other. There's no sense to it. No, there's no sense to it. And don't assume that just because someone said something that hurt your feelings, 
Little Miss Snowflake, not you, just in general, um, oh. doesn't necessarily mean they did it on purpose. Give them the benefit of the doubt, you know? Exactly. Well, my feelings weren't hurt. I was just like, oh, man. No, I'm not talking about I, you specifically. I'm, I'm talking about in general. Well, in I mean, general. I just, it's gradually, it's gradually, I'm, my, my brain is gradually, you know, coming out of some things, you know, from my experience. So I'm just, I'm um, in a different way, but, you know, I'm coming out of it. But it was just, so when I get something like that, I mean, I, you know, it's like the 4th of July in my head. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was a very positive word. It was wonderful. I loved it. Um, yeah, and I knew, you know, several of you on the list, on the group list, would like it. So yeah. I'm going to share no, this one because I don't share them all, yeah. but I felt I had I to like share that. that one. But it's just that, you know, just smile at someone, you know. You know, a kind gesture, you know, just, and it, it's contagious. The next person will do it, the next person will do it. Uh, it'll be this huge domino effect. Yeah, we're we're still going to have our ups and downs, but, you know, but. Time to heal the PTSD of emotional trauma. You have yeah, to know rewire your, your, oh, what do they call it, those Synopsis, yeah, your brain synopsis. Yeah. You have to rewire them, and that I does take that, a little time. And most definitely, I mean, it's only been two years. A couple Fridays ago, so but I think Father is doing what he's doing with me. But I think my my I think he's going to my brain is going to it's going to, not going to be the same as it was before. I think it's going to be better. I'm going to experience and see things a lot differently than I did before. You know? And I do. I mean, I do now. You know? And I get on my Raj soapbox once in a while, but... Well, you don't have to throw your soapbox away. No, I won't, but that'll never happen. It's just that I just... <laughs> I just love people, and I just, you know, I want to help And you know that is a gift from Father. The love of people is a gift from Father, because there are some people whose behavior makes them very difficult to love, (laughs) like Antifa people. (laughs) Yeah. And the... Muslim people, what is it, that ISIS, those people are hard to love. But Father loves them too. He does love them too, and he wants them to come to him. So we have to try. Yeah, he does. Did you listen to that song that I asked you to listen to the other day? No, I didn't get a chance to, and then I forgot. you got to listen to it, Dorothy. I know it's secular, but... It's 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 um it's um it's called Yama Be There and it's by Michael McDonald and um James Ingram. And 
Yah is Yahweh. Um, you can look it up and it tells you. You know, he was trying to describe that man cannot save man. The only one that can is our creator, Yahweh. Um, the song just, like, gets you so energized and just, you know, Yah will be there. He will be there up and over, you know. And um, whenever you call him, you know, you just got to call out to him. You know, when you're feeling like you're in that dark place and you're just, you know, um, you're 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 struggling and and you know you just feel like you're in this island all by yourself and no one's listening to you. I mean, just call out his name. Just call him, and and just even if even if you want to do it physically and and you just go up, go in your basement or go in your attic or just close your bedroom door and just scream Yahweh Yahweh I'm Father I need you. No, he'll be there. He will so be there, and I really believe that. I so believe that, Dorothy. I really do. I always think of him when I hear, um, is it James Taylor? You've got a friend? Mm-hmm. You just call on my name, and I'll be there? Yeah. I, was, I like that song, too. That was one of my teenage favorites. Yeah, I like that and, song. And uh, I just... Since I've become closer to Father, I just think of him every time I hear that song. And then I want to cry. Yeah, I like that song, too. But, you know, just... He just just loves us so much. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. And he meets us wherever we are. No matter how deep the darkness we are in. Exactly. He can pull us out and he will reach Ain't us. No mountain he will reach high down enough. to us. Yep. Ain't no mountain yeah. high enough. Yeah, that's another good one. Yep. There are some of those old no. love songs that just I know. The depth of love they talk about and commitment don't really, you know, it's only God that they refer to to me anymore, you know, because there's no man that can be all that. Mm-mm. He wants us to call on him. He doesn't want yes. us to go to anybody else. He just wants us to call on him, you know. You just call out my name, and you know wherever I am, I'll come running to see you again. Yep. Oh, I love that song. And if you want scripture to back that up, look at Song of Solomon. That's all about his love for us. Oh, my gosh, yes. Oh, he, I, I think I'm kind of in that stage right now. And I'm, I'm being... Um, like I'm, you know, just in this really like intensely love stage with him right now. <laughs> I love the father so much, and, and and when you're there, it's just, and 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 I don't know if you if if I'm there because of you know I'm probably because it's part of my healing. You know, I I need the love right now. I don't need the roughness. Um, I think if you would have had this subject 
with me like a few years, you know, six years ago, I probably would have been all over it. But I'm feeling so much love right now, you know, it's really hard for me to go into darkness. (laughs) I know, right? But there are people. I, I wanted to do this because, you know, we have gone beyond the darkness. And yeah, I wanted yeah. others to know that they can, too. And oh, it's definitely. not something you really do through struggling. It's not You're not right. going to muster up the strength to get through it. It doesn't work that way. It's all mm-hmm. him. He does all the work. All you have to do is accept his help. Amen. That's it. He wants you to, but he can't make you. He wants you to, but he can't make you. You have to want it. You have to be in that place where you want it. And and who who who, who wouldn't want to accept love? I mean, we all want it. It's yeah, hard to love. explain to some people though about the reality of his love because it's it's. They don't get the spiritual aspect. It's not, it is is physical, but it's not physical. So how do you explain that? It's so ethereal. It's almost like a numb thing. Yeah. Maybe man has done something to corrupt that, and therefore it's hard for somebody to trust. Well, yeah. Well, sure it is. I've been there. I'm sure you've been there. Oh, yeah. You just you just got to trust someone, and why not be him? He's, he's not going to do anything to hurt us. <laughs> yeah, he's not up there on a cloud with a whip. No, by no means. <laughs> what is that scripture? His eyes, the seven spirits of God run to and fro on the earth to see who, whom he can bless. Is that whom he can I'm paraphrasing, of course, you know, but but he watches over us, so he, he he's there to catch us when we fall before right. we hit the cement, you know. That's right, and 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 you can go to him, poor, rich, you know, any race. You're his baby. He's gonna love you. And we were created for his pleasure. So just think of how do our children pleasure us? There you go. Don't you just love it when your kids say, I love you, Mom. Or I love you, Nana. Yes, I love when he says that to me. I love you, Mama. (laughs) Excuse me. I know Harold was with the grandchildren at the campground two days ago. Oh yeah. And he brought home he brought home this it looks like it used to be a bluebell, but it's something Jonathan had sent it for Nana. And Harold said, Well it looked a lot better when he gave it to me. So <laughs> That's nice. he went and did that. Yeah. Oh, I bet they're getting big too. 
and I just found a book on Kindle, on Amazon Kindle for free that is supposed to be for kids uh, making the case for Christianity. I haven't oh, read yeah. it yet, but it was good, yeah. Because, you know, not being able to spend that much time with them, I have to try and find another way to get through to them the important things in life. Like, Understood. Understood. Well, I know it's kind of early, but do you want to wrap it up, kind of? Yeah, I think I think we've covered just about everything. And if we haven't, please, I am starting to feel so unloved because nobody has sent me an email. I keep going over there to check on the mail, on the table DC at hotmail dot com. Nobody has sent me an email. <clears throat> so, what's that? Can you hear me now? Is that the commercial? Can you hear me now? I know, right? You hear me now? You hear me now? <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy doing the show with you, though, Dorothy. It definitely helps. Yeah. And, like, the, if, if we have excluded uh, any form of darkness, let us know. And we will help you try and figure it out, too. Definitely. That's what we're here for. Yep, we love you all. All right then, well, good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Father bless. Night, Raj. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Night. Good night, DC. (laughs) I love you, Dorothy.